And so am I. It's not that deep, bro. It's not that deep, bro. Episode 16. We're there. We're Where past- are we? I don't know. We're next to a steaming pile of dung that's just off camera. Is it dung, though? Nah, that's dung, mine. That's, that's fuck. That's gotta be dirt. That's a steaming pile of dung. Wow. Um, first of all, how are you doing? I'm really good. I'm all right. You're really good? Yeah. You said you were worse for wear last episode. What's changed? I got, a, I got 10 days off. Whoa! You didn't tell me that. I know. That's what I'm telling you now. That's why I'm good. Excite? Okay, okay. Mm. That is good. That's what's changed. Um, I'm doing fine. Are you? I think so. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I tell myself that. Well, on a daily basis? Fairly regularly. Why? Most mornings. <laughs> Why? Just to make sure. For yourself? Yeah, just to... Make sure yourself. Yeah, just your make sure I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. Today, we're talking about Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio. When was that film made? Right. That film is 80 years old. 80 years old. Yeah. That nine, came out... 1940. 1940, bro. Um, I might be wrong... I think it's the second Walt Disney film ever. Second Disney film ever, before Snow White. Or I could be really wrong about that, and Bambi's first. One of those... those three. They're the first three. The order so, they come in... Yeah, it's... I'm a little confused. That's right, But okay. it's really early. Um, and it's just like a classic tale. Like, you're all aware of it before we watched it, weren't you? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's... I've never seen the film, so... Yeah, you'd never seen that before. No. I did wonder if, if it was something that you'd seen before. Like, I'm not... It's a childhood classic. Yeah. And everyone knows it. But what did you think of it, Martin? Um... It's just, it, it was okay. It wasn't, like, the worst film I've ever watched. But That's... it's not something that I would... Rewatch, okay. and I've got a lot of rewatch value. Maybe, maybe the message behind it's sort of like good, overall good, mm. but yeah, it's not I'd, really a I'd agree rewatchable film. There's not much rewatchability yeah. in it. I was pretty excited to watch it just because um, I'd not seen it since I was a kid. Right, so that was cool, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, there's not so much to go back to. But you are correct in that the moral fibre of the film is strong. It's like the purest message. Mm-hmm. For those people that are not aware of the narrative of Pinocchio, we're going to go through a, a quick run-through. You Really, it's the story of Jiminy Cricket. He's Why? like... The protagonist of the film, like, really. Mm-hmm. It starts with him and it ends with him, yeah. sort of thing. He's the conscience. And Jiminy Cricket is a small cricket. There is a horse currently walking by. The horse has passed and Jiminy Cricket stumbles across a Italian clockmaker called Geppetto. Geppetto. And uh, Geppetto, as I say, makes clocks, works with his hands... Good man. He's building a puppet called Pinocchio and he's just finishing up and Jiminy Cricket just stumbles in just as he's uh, putting the final touches on Pinocchio. That's right. And he has a a wish that this could be a real boy. I don't know what he's saying on the wife front, but there does not seem to be a woman in his life. That's right. He makes a lot of clocks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of clocks. So he wishes that this puppet would be a real boy. A fairy appears and makes the uh, the wish come true, and we meet Pinocchio, a fine young boy. You know he's uh, he's full of vigor and spirit, excited to go out into the world, just like a normal, like any child. Yeah, like any wants yeah. to explore. So then Pinocchio, you know, Geppetto says we've got to go to bed because uh, you're going to school tomorrow, basically. 
And he wakes up and Pinocchio heads off out into the big wide world. By himself, bearing in mind. Well, yeah, by himself, right. There's some things that we're, we're going to hit some uh, historical, cultural differences. A lot has changed since this film was made. A lot has changed. Well, did boys back then used to go by themselves? Or? I think kids could roam the streets of a village freely, certainly. And there was all these old films, Martin, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. There's all this whole thing about, like, a child catcher. Yeah, there's always... That was like a thing. In every, in every film that's this old, and it's about children, there's always a and There's always kidnapper. some sort of, uh, yeah, evil force coming yeah. for the kids, basically. And uh, this you, ties you into o- that. You almost see it, like, when you see a film like this, and it's old, you almost know exactly what's going to happen. I wouldn't say this is the original. The Pied Piper of Hamelin may be the first narrative of that. Do you know about the Pied Piper of Hamelin? I do not. Oh, that's an interesting offshoot. It's a story about a small German town Mm -hmm. that apparently a man turned up to. They had a rat problem, this town, Hamelin. And this man appeared with a flute that said he could make all the rats disappear. And that that did happen. He made all the rats disappear, but then... By the end of the story, he ends up taking all the children of Hamelin. Yeah, by using the flute. By using the flute and yeah. takes them into a mountain. That what? Into a mountain. He turned into a mountain. No, no, no. He takes them inside of a mountain. Right. Why? To, does the story end there? Um, yeah, the story does end there. And it's as blunt as that. But then on the historical side of things, a load of dead children were found near this small German town. So they think it was like these children trying to escape the plague and this weird myth has been constructed around it about this man turning up with a flute. Um, But Pinocchio is of a similar ilk because as Pinocchio heads out into the big wide world, he meets Honest John. Is that the name on it? Yeah, Honest John the Fox. Which, come on, come on. There's, (laughs) There's people and then there's humanoid-looking animals. Well, that's just like a staple of old Disney films. Yeah, true. Like the humanoid animals. And a cricket with fucking feet. You watch all (laughs) sorts of crazy, like, anime. Don't even, like, get me started. It's it's not... It's not that I'm saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying, like... Obviously, it's an old film, so you... This is something that they wouldn't put in something new. Well, they would. It'd just be done differently. Um, There'll be a Pinocchio reboot. You watch. Yeah, but I don't don't think they'll change how they look. They'll still keep it the same way. But he meets Honest John the Fox and his companion, this... I don't know if... He's a cat. That doesn't talk. He's an anthropomorphic cat that doesn't talk. Um, And they are untrustworthy characters just instantly shady characters characters. (coughs) everything about them from their clothes to the way they speak well one of them speaks and the way they put themselves across is shady yeah very shady and they basically are aware of a talent I don't know what you call Stromboli Stromboli is a man that has come to town and he puts on a show a puppet show yeah and these two shady characters see Pinocchio and think Stromboli's going to dig this uh, stringless puppet. So they take Pinocchio. Well, they don't really take him. They kind of like uh, convince him to willingly go with them. Mm-hmm. And I saw, To well, be honest, I, I, I miss the sort of cartoonish vibe, the same as sort of like Road Runner, Road Runner, and like oh uh, Looney Tunes, like Bugs Bunny and yeah. stuff. You know, you know the fact that like that the. the in the film how they're like oh there there goes a wooden boy and they just keep walking and they're like a wooden what? a wooden boy what yeah, <laughs> yeah what the fuck was that? all the you know over I mean? exaggerated yeah. like i kind of miss that in today's sort of i do shows we got no bugs bunny no no daffy duck <laughs> <laughs> i love those guys um, Mouse. yeah all of them but stromboli is not a nice character it's not and no. but he's Better than the alternative. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
this is the first of Pinocchio's foibles. That's it. He, um, you know, goes with these characters and in... Well, they offer fame and they offer, you know, money, money. and yeah. uh, everyone's going to like you and I'm going to spread your name around and all the things a young person may want heading out into the world for the first time. So Pinocchio, oh, he becomes an overnight sensation, really. True. Off one gig. Yeah. He becomes a local yeah. legend. Yeah. <laughs> Off of one performance. It's, uh, it's quite impressive, really. But that's where he gets trapped. And... It's sort of like the... Well, after this fantastic action. performance, he uh, gets, you know, him and Stromboli backstage. He's counting the money, telling Pinocchio how good he's going to be in his career. And Pinocchio says, I can't wait to tell my dad and go home. And Stromboli's like, go home? <laughs> you going nowhere. You're going in this cage. <clears throat> It's sort of like the, the industry of acting and... Well, this is what I was thinking re-watching this film, is that it, it's, it's indicative of a young person going out into the world, meeting shady characters, getting swept up into the entertainment industry, and um, being becoming a slave, like, yeah. basically. Selling their soul. That's it. And then just get being, like... Um, that's the right word I'm looking for. Exploited. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, just, you've got talent. I'm going to use it to make myself money and you're getting nothing. Nothing, yeah. No, it's not a give and take. It's a completely exploitive relationship. Mm -hmm. That's right. That Stromboli uh, constructs. But as you say, Stromboli is the lesser of two evils. And luckily, the fairy that makes Pinocchio animate in the first place appears and uh, I'm just need to pause this. Why? Why? It stopped. It stopped? Chicken shit. It ain't chicken shit. <laughs> That's what you've got to say. Yeah. Are we back? At it again with the white pants. <laughs> Stromboli is the least of Pinocchio's problems. Mm -hmm. He calls upon. Well, he, him and Jiminy are begging for mercy, basically. They don't. They can't solve the Stromboli situation and the. Magical fairy appears and says, you get one. I'll help you out this one time. That's it. And the famous nose growing of Pinocchio is which, demonstrated in this scene. Which, for me, was sort of... Because I've never watched this film, I sort of thought that there were going to be a lot, a lot more lies. Do you know what I mean? Like there was gonna it's be, only one scene. It's that, only what, yeah. Occurs. It's only what. It only happens once. And I mm. thought, in my head, be, people keep talking. Well, the people that I've told me about Pinocchio always seem to focus on that one scene. It's the thing Pinocchio's known for. You yeah. know, the, the growing nose. So, but to me, I'm like, that's only happened once. Why, like? What it's because it's the simplest message you can take away from this film. The rest of the messages in this film are unsettling. Mm -hmm. They're still to this day, yeah. and that's why we're talking about it, really. But they escape from this situation, and the fairy says, basically, I can't do this again for you, so be good. You've got to be true. And she says, a boy that's no Great. good may as well be made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great quote. It's a good quote. Mm -hmm. So... Round two, Pinocchio sets off into the world with the intention of going to school and being a good boy. Learning. But Honest John has... Uh, Appeared again. Yeah, well, he's been a... As a tractor. And a Mazda. And a Ford. And that's them all. Honest John has been, uh, been doing some conspiring in this time that Pinocchio he's been counting his money and he's also been uh, he's met a new acquaintance what's this man's name? 
I don't think he's presented he, a name. No. And I think it's important that he's not presented a name because he basically embodies the devil. Right, yeah. yeah. He wears this big red coat. He's a British man. He's the only British person in the film. <laughs> <laughs> what? I swear the, the, the cat is British. Uh, does the cat talk? Oh, the you fox. mean... The fox. Well, yeah. No, the fox is more... Um, the He's, fox might be British. Yeah, it sounds... He's British. European. Definitely. The film is set in Tomato, Italy. It's, it's an Italian film. This whole story. story. Okay. Is, right. is an Italian story. Mm -hmm. um, did you know that? That it was an Italian story? No. No, you uh, do. I mean, the name sort of gives it away. It's true. It's a very Italian-sounding name. Mm -hmm. um, but this man, the nameless... Devil. Devil man. <laughs> basically tells Honest John that he takes boys that are up to no good and takes them to Pleasure Island. Which in my head, I... I well, exactly. Today it has massive connotations. Yeah, and it's like... probably alluding to the things that you're thinking of in some sort of... Uh, very Well, very real way. And mm -hmm. that's why this film is... cutting. Mm -hmm. Really. But it's now, like, a bit... In the 1940s, there wasn't this sort of same feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like, same people would be like, oh, he's taking them to pressure, Pleasure Well, Island. I think this it's... film would have scared people back in the day, Martin. You think so? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then definitely. why would it be a children's film? Because to be honest... children's fairy tales at the heart, when you go back and read where they all come from and, yeah. like, the original tales, they're all dark and yeah, full yeah, of, yeah, like, really yeah. dark yeah. themes. I saw, I saw the... I wish I could remember what... It said about Pinocchio, but I saw a, a post about all the Disney films and the actual stories behind them instead of what Disney has put out there. Yeah, you know Disney I mean? definitely like um, makes them more child. Well, just proof. makes them palpable for the audience of the time. Mm -hmm. But I, even then, I think Pinocchio is just fuck the video. Um, Pinocchio is a cutting, like tale in itself like it, it's full of like real moral stories mm -hmm. that uh make you kind of question your own life sort of thing yeah but pleasure island manifests in the film as an actual island where this man takes all these boys that have been rounded up trafficked if you will onto this coach and Pinocchio meets one of them called Lampwick. What a weird name. It very weird. Maybe it's because it, uh, maybe there's something in <clears throat> burning, burning the wick, burning the wick at both ends. They say that when maybe you party too much. Burning the stick at both ends. It's, well, they say burning the candle at both ends, but I'm just trying to make it work to wick because a wick is like candles have wicks. But the point is, is that Lampwick is a bad influence. Yeah for all extensive purposes. They get to Pleasure Island and it's like everything you experience going through like the schooling system and then subsequent college or university. It's alcohol. It's uh, smashing Smoking. stuff up. It's big cigars. It's... <laughs> Uh, there's like... A, it's games. Like gambling. Organised... There's a word for it. Uh, that Christians call all this stuff uh, games of the devil or something like that. Um, and all the kids are running wild. There's a there's a model home open for destruction, you know, because that's yeah. what all kids want to do, really, because yeah. they live in these, like, houses mum and dad keep so tidy. They just want to... Break it all up. Break it all constantly. Yeah. So, and it's, it's just pandemonium. Again, another, like, crazy real moment in the film where it's like, anarchy actual chaos and I've seen that at house parties like that energy of like young people wanting to be like that it's uh again it's scary to see but then it turns them all into donkeys jackasses and jackasses but at the same time I'm like how did he do that how does he turn what does how is a cricket talking 
it should have been your first question if you're going to approach this film with that attitude. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because if in the story it explains like if you lie, your nose will grow. Mm. Is this the same as if you're bad, you will become a jackass. You will become a jackass. Yeah. Simple. Fair that enough. is as simple as that, basically. Yeah. If you're Lampwick, just well, all there's there's just a general sense of disrespect that makes them turn into jackasses, mm -hmm. basically. And Jiminy Cricket is trying his best to kind of pull Pinocchio from Lampwick's little Hold. shtick that he's given him mm -hmm. uh, to no avail. You know, Pinocchio's on the smokes. He's he's taking a big one back. He goes green. Um, he, he's boozing. Yeah, he's drinking. He's but as Gambling. you say, he's boozing so much that Lampwick starts to look like a donkey. Um, and Jiminy Cricket does a little snooping around Pleasure Island and finds this whole sort of weird trafficking situation. And if you really <laughs> kind of pause the film and look at those scenes that quite quickly go by, it seems what's going on, Martin, is those boys are being taken to a mine on the boat or something salt like mine. that. A salt mine, yeah. yeah. So they're going to a salt mine. They're being traded to a salt mine place, I guess. Now, you know, we live in a world right now where it's not uncommon for pieces of media to be changed, adapted, and viewed for a modern lens. And um, Pinocchio has a bit. <laughs> Who are loading the donkeys onto the boat, Martin? It does it, it, No one. Black character. Well, well, yeah. Blacked out characters. Black, unspecific, yeah. blacked out, ape. Oh, monkey-like characters. Mm -hmm. I don't like the connotation, I must say. Why? Do you not feel like there's any sort of... Re there's, well, okay... This is an old film. There's no coloured people in the film. No. There's people in the film. Yeah. Certainly. There's anthropomorphic animals in the film. But There's no, no people of colour in the film. Then... Because it's so old. You've got this yeah. devil man, and he has a sort of team of these big eight black characters that are all blacked out. And I just think it's just bang out of order. But back in them days, it's... Well, yeah. Norm. You know what I mean? Like this, uh, and it's not. There's Disney films that are straight up doing, you know, showing racial stereotypes and portraying them and stuff like that. So I feel maybe. I mean, I've seen discussions about this on the internet. It's not just me that's pulling this up, mm -hmm. but um, it's very ambiguous. Those characters and they're terrifying, really. Like you almost want to know, like who they are like what there's a whole mystique around yeah. definitely as a kid that scared that whole sequence where Lampwit turns into a donkey and terrified me really scared me why's that just cause you oh it's a fear isn't it you don't want that to happen to you I guess I was listening to the film and you were a good boy well <laughs> <laughs> you were <laughs> you learned that Pinocchio is quite a true tale <laughs> so Pinocchio, Jiminy kind of uh, saves Pinocchio at the nick of time. Yeah. Although he does grow ears and a tail. So he's like midway through the process of becoming a jackass, basically. Yeah. And um, they they scarper on back to Geppetto's house in hopes of kind of uh, going back to that warm, comfy place that they came from. Mm -hmm. Only to find that Geppetto, in fear of where Pinocchio has gone, has gone looking for him as any father would. And in that search has been swallowed up by a massive sea monster, a whale of massive proportions called Monstro. Monstro. And it is at this point... That Which is, uh, to be honest, it is my biggest fear being swallowed... I'll tell you now, there's going to be whales flying about in... Whole houses. Martin has a whole thing <laughs> where he thinks whales are going to fly. Um, have you ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. We should watch that film, but there are flying whales in that film that uh, act in a manner that you're terrified of. 
So I'd be interested to put you through that experience <laughs> and maybe we can sure. alleviate this way but, of... Uh, but the, go on. The fact that whale ate a boat doesn't seem logical. Right. You know what I mean? Like well, it, the uh, point of this obviously, whole... It's, it's a... Fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. Mm. It's not real. Uh, but at the same time, there seems to be like, what? All fish are okay, except for whales. They just eat boats all the time. Well, I think whales just eat everything that yeah. they see. I don't think they're well, going after boats. No, they don't They don't eat it, um, everything they see. They Have eat. you not seen whales? They just glide like that, Martin. Like, they're not like looking. <laughs> a lot of shit's going in. Yeah, like... But it's a certain... It's like a small critter. And they eat... What? Krill. Krill. Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. But a boat's going to make it in there. You think so? Yeah. I can, see, krill, I can but, see how it happened. But krill live on underneath the sea. There's no... I, I get it if it was a submarine. Okay. And then whales come up to the surface too. Yeah, to breathe. And, you know... Just have a boat. It's just a quick snack. <laughs> just have a boat. <laughs> a quick snack. <laughs> On the way oh, out. Yeah, you, you, oh, yeah, you Oh, what's that? A boat? <laughs> uh, let me just eat it. It must be tasty as fuck. But yeah. the whole point of this part of the film <laughs> is that Pinocchio has turned his back on everything that made him who he was. And then he's gone running home as soon as it went badly. Yeah. Only to find that he cannot go back. Um, so he has to move forward. Well, he throws himself into the abyss, the unknown, to save his father. And that is an, the first respectable act Pinocchio's committed, basically. As a kid, mm -hmm. when you're watching this, yeah. did you think, oh, I could go in the sea and stay in the sea forever? Well, it was like a fantasy. It was something that I wanted to happen, yeah. certainly. Did you, did you ever go in a, in a pool and were like, let me see how long I can stay down here for? Oh, yeah, like, that whole underwater sequence inspired probably many of my adventures across different swimming pools that I had as a child. I was probably thinking about that scene. And I wonder how many kids died because of that. I don't know if Pinocchio caused that many. To be honest, if your kids... Just learn the parameters of reality and don't die. Yeah, but as a, ki as a kid... Yeah, but do you but think... As a kid. As a, as, as as a, a kid, kid, you're watching this. You're five, ten, you're thinking... Well, if Pinocchio can do it, I can. No. No, no, no I'm not saying I'm gonna, I've done it. I'm just saying. No, but I'm saying, this is what I'd say to my kid. I'd say, no, <laughs> Pinocchio <laughs> isn't real. That's what I'd say. Yeah, but then they might become jackasses and be like, no, I'd, I'm my own man. And then do it dead. Because Pinocchio isn't real doesn't mean you should become a jackass. That seems like an irrational... No, no, but it's how some kids... Well, this is how children react. act. But hopefully you just watch Pinocchio yeah. and take the message from it and, yeah. and don't become a jackass. Well, now, you, it's been 80 years. I'm pretty sure if you were to watch a kid film like Pinocchio, there would be a lot more restrictions to... I just think to it's the, a... the well the director making the animation. Do you know what I mean? Not to show something that would morally teach someone. Yeah. Well, that probably is a the bad thing. That probably is like the motivation of a lot of filmmakers these days is to make something look good. And there probably would be a whole thing about Pinocchio and how he looked and the CGI of the puppet mm -hmm. and all of that. Because obviously, like, but the it, point of it is like the moral fibre of it. It's a, like, I think the actual story is, like, really, really old. And then, obviously, this film's 80 years old. But it stands up. And that's why I think, like, you can look at it as a kid's film and be like, oh, but the message, I don't want to curse so much, but it's unfuckwithable, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the message is, it's, there's it's no, perfect. Yeah, there's uh, no day where that's, like, uh... A bad message. No, never. It's always good to 
listen to your conscience. Jiminy Cricket, yeah, yeah, 100%. And that started, like, the whole, you know, when you wish upon a star. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a massive part of the Disney f- message at yeah. this point. Like, I There's think so many wishes in every... In every Disney, Disney film and stuff Disney like that. Film, but yeah. even... I think, like, the that music when you wish upon a star plays at like the beginning of every Disney film doesn't it or something like that when the thing goes over I couldn't tell you I don't really watch Disney films I'm not a Disney film watcher I don't watch modern Disney films like at all but there was a selection I watched as a kid that had a profound effect on me that I go back to this is the second Disney film I've ever watched oh that's fascinating that means we can cover some of this ground ever like I I'm not I'm not really big into Disney films. Is The Lion King Disney? Yeah, Lion King's Disney, but that's that. that's got a whole story about it. It's really interesting in the right the Lion King. So, as I was saying, Pinocchio is a um, an old Italian folk tale. Mm-hmm. The Lion King was marketed as Disney's first original animated film, like that they they made the story to. I see. Okay. Which, so the other stories were made by other people that was... And they're then, adaptations yeah. that Disney are doing. Whereas The Lion King... And that wasn't until maybe the late 80s or like... Yeah, just moving a little bit. Um, the Lion King was like late 80s, early 90s sort of thing. So it was a long time from 1940 that they were just doing folk so, yeah. stories, basically. Adaptations of other stories. Yeah, yeah so... The Lion King gets a lot of heat for being a rip-off of this Japanese anime show. Which is? Kimba. Kimba the White Lion. Really? Yeah. I think if Kimba you... Kimba the White Lion. Might not, I think it's Japanese. But yeah, there's a whole load of stuff on the internet about... Oh, you know, like that scene of the lion on the rock. Pride rock on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. That's... That you can put scenes from Kimber and scenes from The Lion King next to one another and they're like similar and stuff like that and then the story is basically Hamlet by William Shakespeare well both of them no Lion King just Lion King the story just... to Kimber's really different although there are parts that are similar I think Kimber's like a TV show I might have to look into that yeah look into it you'll find it interesting I'm sure mm-hmm. um, but Pinocchio is all taken from folklore and that's why it's like as dark as it is and it's as cutting as it is. Italian um, folklore. Italian folklore. And he makes it, throws him, Pinocchio throws himself into the abyss at the end of the film in search of his father, which is, I don't know, in a young man's kind of story, that's quite like an intense part of one's life. It's an intense situation to, to make be that in. decision. Yeah. To go after one's father. Cause but he, he did it so. That's that's sort of why what the fairy said. You have to be brave. Yeah, you have to you be have to make selfless. Yes, don't selfless. be selfish. Don't be selfish. And, and just and just do this and have a good heart while doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's exactly the whole point of the message. And in doing that, Pinocchio finds this monstro character this massive whale finds his father and they escape only to find out that Pinocchio has died which is I would say it is sad because for a man who has no children and makes no a lot children. of clocks yeah yeah for a man who has no children and has a lot of clocks and has made a wish to make this one toy that he has or one boy that he has a real boy a real boy it's all like be like oh you're so happy this is this is gonna give me I don't know if it did but give my life more meaning that than well he says even when Pinocchio meets his father in the whale after a long time of not seeing one another Geppetto says I'm so sad that you're here, but we're all together again. Or, you know, he says you shouldn't have come looking for me or something like that, but I'm so glad that we're all together again. Um, So that shows Geppetto's value that he holds in Pinocchio and the purpose that Pinocchio gives to his life and 
the family that the cat, the fish, Geppetto and Pinocchio have is is sacred to those four. So to find out that Pinocchio has died upon exiting Monstro is is quite upsetting to Geppetto. Yeah, but at it, the same time, he was he was brave every step of the way and always try to find a way to get out. It's he has obviously his experiences have shaped him to be a good boy. Yeah, by so the fairy turns up and basically says exactly that that because of your resilience in the face of animosity and your want to better yourself you have fulfilled the wish of your father and you can become a real boy um, and that is the story of Pinocchio well actually as I said at the beginning this is the tale of Jiminy Cricket and Jiminy Cricket gets his official badge conscience badge that he can now proudly wear and it's made of 18 karat gold 18 karat gold he can be a conscience to many other people now um and all dreams are fulfilled when you wish upon a star which is it's just a wonderful tale Mm -hmm. I think that it's like one of the best stories going Martin it's really simple you should show your kids it I highly think if you've not seen it as Martin said doesn't it like if you've already seen it then you know but um, if you've not go and watch it just once it's like an hour and 20 minutes and it's not gonna like can do you no harm. Yeah, but there's certain types of people that will see this and be like, ah, oh, it doesn't give me any meaning. Well, then you're probably a over on Pleasure Island <laughs> with uh, Lampwick and the boys. <laughs> Unfortunately. and Because that's how I think strong this film is, is that like you don't have to like it it doesn't have to be your fam- favourite film but you cannot say anything mm. about like the writing of it and the you message you can't argue the message yeah so and to those, to anyone that would write it off as a kids film or and deem it not worthy of viewing because of that I would say this film is 80 years old and, and a kid's film in your opinion but still contains moral messages that you have not managed to attain because you're judging a book by its cover and doing things that the film explicitly said not to do. Said not to do. So this film it's probably why you don't want to watch the film because you realise there's content within the film that's going to make you reconsider yourself and if you just want like an, if you want a nice watch if you want something that's going to uh, ease the brain after, like, a day at work, then Pinocchio is probably not it. You know? I'll, I would not recommend watching Pinocchio as a light viewing. You're going to think afterwards a little bit. Yeah, but the, the way that people are going to be... The way that some people are going to be thinking is, why is there a cricket talking? <laughs> that's the first thing they're going to say. And then as soon as the film carries on, they're like, well, this is obviously not correct. And it's it shouldn't be the way that people will be thinking, but it was it was the way that I I thought at the start. But obviously I see that there's an overall message. Well like have you been to a theme park? Uh yeah. Or watched anything under the bracket of fiction? Uh, yeah. Well, then we can duly say that things outside the realm of reality happen a lot of the time within fiction. Mm-hmm. So, upon watching a fictional film, if you are finding yourself having those thoughts, I would say that what has happened is the aesthetics have turned you off. You don't like what you're seeing, but you're not. Li- you're not listening. If to I what? dress this up and these characters were from a different culture or and drawn 
or in a different time period mm -hmm. or something like that, would that make it better for you? <laughs> is what I'd say to that person because the script's going to stay the same. Uh, th that's all. You're letting yourself like not like the film sort of thing. I try not just take... I try and take in when the film was made, why the film was made, and then try and dress it up in a few different... There's loads of modern stories that tell the Pinocchio tale that look different to the Disney adaption of mm -hmm. Pinocchio. Um, and I point them in the direction of some of those films that have mirrored narrative elements of Pinocchio uh, without it being the gay little haunt that uh, Pinocchio is. It's very the obvious. What? Gay little haunt. They use the word gay in that film a lot in its... Uh, you know, the happy context. Yeah. Um, so that says what sort of film it is. If you don't like musicals, if you don't like jaunty sing-alongs, then you're going to instantly get turned off. But that's such a shame that a film of strip, like, with such a strong message, you, you let a little song and dance turn you off, or you let, like, a talking cricket turn you off, yeah. or something like that. Would be my... That's my thoughts on that sort of attitude because I have maybe done that to films and then gone back and rewatched a film and it's like, oh, I just didn't like the way that one character was acting or something. <laughs> yeah, like I, now that you uh, now that you mentioned that, I sort of I'm the same way. Like I've done that to films and mm. seen them like, oh, I just don't like the musical side and all this shit. And I'm like, well. Something maybe, irks yeah, me on the yeah. first go-round. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't be... I'm not trying to judge the book by its cover, mm. but the way that it's being presented, I didn't like. Yeah, you know what I mean? and that can But I, now that I think me. about it, I just... Well, now that we've been doing these podcasts, I sort of forget that and just try to come up with the... Well, try to understand the overall message that the film is trying to... What portray. was being said. Yeah. Which... Because it's two different things, and I do it with books and films and TV. You know, I've read books before where, like, I've been like, that was terrible. I didn't, like, get anything from that. And then I don't read it for, like, a year. And then you reread. But, yeah, after some time, I start thinking, well, I didn't quite, like, understand what I read. So I can't really blame it. And then I start like, maybe I should reread it. And I go back and I, I just make sure that I'm, I understand everything. And then it clicks, sort of thing. Sometimes it doesn't click afterwards. And you're like, oh no, I just saw like 20 more things that I didn't like. <laughs> to be honest, there's, there's uh, been, there's been times when I would watch or see something that mm. wouldn't make sense to me. Mm. But then I'll be in a situation where that thing comes up that I watched or, or seen. And mm -hmm. at the time, I'm like, that I've w just finished watching it. I would not understand it. But then when it happens in a situation in real life. In real like, life. Holy shit, I, I understand. Well, you get it, you're like, well, you, I guess the thought process would be, oh, this is like that moment from that film. Yeah. Oh, that's why it, it, that film was yeah. showing me that moment. That's right. Yeah, and it yeah, takes yeah. seeing the film It to... happens a lot. It, does, it has happened quite a lot. But that but... is the whole point of me like wanting to do this podcast because I know, I say it about games as well, like how I take things from games and put them into real life and that's what makes me sad about so many people that love to play games not engaging with their real life so much. Um, I can't help but notice in films that there's like, oh, there's messages and seemingly some of the films contain some of the same messages and it, it seems like a lot of people that make films all think the same, mm -hmm. coincidentally. Um, there's a lot of like overlapping themes and stuff like that. And it's just such a shame to think because you didn't like the fact that there was like a song or you or someone wore something you didn't like or some a small aspect of the film ruined the whole thing the person that made it was trying to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
God. That's that, crazy. That must be horrible, mm-hmm. being on the other side. Like, But at the same time, if somebody's thinking that way, then they don't really care about the overall message anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like it's well, it's not meant for them. They're not it, ready it, to digest it. That's it, and they, they, it's it may be like, oh, it's crazy for us mm. to think about to think of someone thinking that way. Mm. But to them, it's like, well, I don't really care about it. So, and I think we, you know, we live in a world where in you hear about like the Twenty Seven Club. That's like the idea of all these like artists and entertainers that have died at the age of 27. <clears throat> well, like, in 2020, we're living in, like, the 17 Club. Like, people are dying younger and younger and younger. All these Each young... En- yeah, all these young entertainers that, due to the pressures of fame, it's not all that, it's upbringing, it's where they're coming from, and then when they receive a large influx of attention and material possessions and money because it's so juxtaposed it's like a slingshot and they can't control it and then they cope with it all they start using drugs but without it becoming all victimy the whole industry is set up for that to happen mm-hmm. it has facilitated it now that would be a conspiracy theory 10 years ago but <clears throat> post Weinstein post Me Too and all of that I think we can say that the entertainment industry is set up to uh, to milk artists of content with little regard for their mental and physical health. I think that's a that's right a decent way of putting that's it. That's right. Now, isn't it mad that Pinocchio basically says that? Yeah. And, it's and that was made eighty years ago. like eighty years ago, yeah. based off of like I'd love I've never read like an original telling of Pinocchio. I don't know. What but it, do capacity you think, Stromboli takes in, yeah. in the you, older one. Do you think that in the actual story of Pinocchio, I know that it's a lot darker than the actual film, mm. do you think that these, all these messages that are in the film are also portrayed in the story in some I'll be way? interested to see, because although that film, when you watch it, to you, I bet it seemed old and like... Of its time, I didn't. I, well, I didn't think it was eighty years old. Mm. I thought, okay, yeah, oh, it I could looks see, good though for eighty yeah, years. For eighty it? years, I thought. But still, yeah, I thought it was like made in the fucking seventies, eighties. When that came out, I think it was seen as like a. Well, it's like now when you hear a movie is being made into a, a book's being made into a movie, you're like, oh, it's one of those films sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think Pinocchio would have had that vibe. People have been like, oh this new upstart company, Disney, taking a classic and trying to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, wouldn't it be, like, imagine being, like, seeing this film in the 1940s, the day it's released. Well, that would be I mean, black I, and white. I thought it would have been, like, scary. I it would have been black and white. No, nah, I think these were, like, the first films to be released in colour. Are you sure? Yeah, they're presented, and it says at the beginning, in Technicolor, and that was, like, the big deal. Wizard of Oz wow. is in colour, and that's theirs. Really? Yeah. Fair enough. But it was a big deal that Wizard of Oz was in colour, and it starts off black and white. So really? Yeah, we should we'll watch Wizard of Oz at some point because that has similar. You know, it looks like this light film, but it's full of real dark sort of points. Mm-hmm. But I think that's you'll find that across all ancient ancient kind of mythology and then folklore. It's only within the past, like, 250 years that we've, like, kid stories have become, like, real sanitized. The whole point of a kid story was to get a point across to a kid. Like, the moral of the story mm-hmm. is the whole point of the storytelling device. Mm-hmm. That's probably why storytelling exists within humanity. It was a way, before science and before electronics and before date books and data collection... It was a way of telling a concept to a person. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people long ago worked off animal. Animals were the first celebrities. And that's why all ancient cultures worship animals in the way they do. It's because you wouldn't have a reference point for talking about a character like Honest John. Honest John is a fox for a reason. Foxes are known for being like. Shady kind of shady hanging out around bins stealing your food and stuff like that 
and making weird noises before the internet and all the nature shows we have that tell us about foxes people just knew this and therefore that's how you end up with the Disney film where this character is a fox it's like they're relying on that old folklore kind of way of storytelling but because technology was where it was at they could show it on screen and that's where all these human animal fucking hybrids come from basically it's like a mix of technolo technology and mythology mm -hmm. but in heads put, in, put together mm. um, and just wrapping up because uh, we're losing we're losing daylight losing daylight it's nice though mm. it's a nice vibe I hope when I get this into a computer there's not too much wind uh, me too because I enjoy doing these outside recordings you know if not we could probably do it a different time where it's not so windy today I don't know it's, it's been incredibly very, windy yeah, today and windy. considering how windy it's been today I think we've been really lucky because mm -hmm. I was at work and like palm trees were getting knocked over and stuff so yeah. it, was, it was pretty bad doors were slamming but yeah Pinocchio Walt Disney 1940 if you've not seen it go and watch it and if you get something from it I promise you it'll be good it'll be some sort of glaring moral issue in your life because you probably know it that's what I'm saying if you don't know it at this point what are you doing like go and watch <laughs> leave it leave us a comment think, uh, telling us what you think of the film if you've never watched it and have watched it because of this tell us what you thought about or your point of view yeah and if you loved it as a kid because that's when I that's why we're talking about it now mine mm -hmm. is because it affected me so as a child <clears throat> but other than that thank you very much for listening thank you as always appreciate it another another one in the bag another one bites the dust another one bites the dust <laughs> what are you we'll be soon back at it again yeah well, you, you know it yeah you know it, it. Martin, say something <laughs> to end the podcast. Um, love and respect to everyone who's watched this film. MIP. MIP. LTD. Peace Social out. Social medias. Mm -hmm.